health is about more than just staying fit. And with every year that goes by, I'm becoming more and more fascinated by how what we eat can impact our health and our potential, with a particular focus on gut health and the gut microbiome. It's not just what I eat either, it's how I eat too. It's all connected. That's why I've developed my own number one living drinks brand. Number One Living is based on this idea, the simple notion that by putting our well-being first and improving the quality of what we put into our bodies, we get more out of life. My range of kombucha drinks are full of bacterial life cultures, designed for a happy and healthy gut. They're sugar-free, vegan and naturally sourced, so you can feel great on the inside and enjoy life on the outside. Choose from refreshing raspberry, passion fruit or our award-winning ginger and turmeric kombucha. The number one living range is widely available in Sainsbury's, Holland and Barrett's and Boots stores and online at numberoneliving.com. Grab yours today. Okay, on with the show. I wanted to cultivate the perfect, fulfilled relationship with everything around me. And I wanted to do that by acquiring the ideal personal image. Even when I got close to ticking off all the goals, even when I almost found that balance, the ever-changing, uncontrollable, unpredictable nature of the universe and all its inhabitants, and that includes me, just meant that nothing lasted. This week's guest is Bernardo Castro, a doctor of computer programming, also a doctor of the philosophy of mind. He specializes in looking very, very deeply, may I add, at the nature of reality and what it's all about, what life's all about. So as you can imagine, I was super excited to hear what he had to say about human potential. Bernardo's well-researched. He gets it. Oh, he gets it. He clearly gets it. He gets it in the same way I'm pretty sure that I don't. So I had to properly focus on every word of his just to hang in there with him on this chat. Despite how simply and eloquently he articulates everything, it was a challenge. So the upcoming interview episode with him, we're going to let that run for just under two hours. And it may seem long, but I think you're going to find that flies by. You may even want to give it a few listens too, because I'm finding out the impact of his words, his metaphors, his ways of clarifying things and his energy. It gets better and better with every listen. Bernardo's level of research into the nature of reality and his passion for it are just so evident straight from the first minute. He refuses to cut corners, his attention to detail is incredible, and he has a flow and a temper about the way he speaks that just begs for engagement. He was an awesome guest. And the Iron Podcast has been exploring the concept of human potential for a little while now. There are so many commonalities and corroborations between the wisdoms of every person I've spoken to, but still I continue to be so taken aback and awestruck by the the sheer variety of different doorways into it and the inherent beauty in each one. This little personal Tuesday episode, or rant, as you might want to see it, it's inspired by Bernardo and his words, but these are my own thoughts and reflections on the subject. They're definitely not his. I'm pretty sure he would very quickly be able to point out contradictions or traps or flaws in my thinking. This was actually something he had to do and did so very gently and compassionately, during the podcast just to make sure it stayed aligned and on and on point so i'll do my best it seems from bernardo that the power of recognizing and remaining true to just how little we actually know about anything is essential for a deeper connection to our potential and our true selves a few times during the podcast bernardo makes the point that we're actually pretty adept at finding a way to 
use life or, or our interpretations of life in order to create stuff and invent all kinds of machines and cause a whole manner of desired outcomes. But this does not mean in any way that we're any closer to understanding or knowing what the reality of nature really is underneath. The way I see it, it's kind of like how science has been helping us to successfully engineer all these new operational technologies and to further develop our society's ways of living and our own in so many different uh, manners. But at the same time, the same sort of scientific effort has been rather unsuccessful in attempting to ascertain the definitive fundamental building blocks or the processes or secrets of life. The key in all of this is not to lose sight of this very clear distinction. Quite brilliantly, Bernardo explains how our logical or quantitative understanding of what life is and the social narratives that underpin it or that are derived from it, they've all kind of been allowed to usurp or push out the humble, life-revering acknowledgement of our not knowing and the intense engagement that this sort of state or this humility affords. He compares it to the analogy of us being inside the cockpit of an aeroplane and only knowing or having access to the dials on the dashboard to try to make sense of the immensity of what's happening outside the plane. In a very similar way, I feel like this is exactly what we're doing when we manufacture an idea of who we are from the limited information that our senses provide us with. This idea we come up with, it helps us to function and find a way to belong and thrive in society and in life. But the immense levels of suffering and the feeling of disconnection, that comes from the fact that we just wholeheartedly buy into that assumed identity. We lose our footing in anything else. We forget there's so much more than this to us. We forget that our achievements, you know, the concept of respect or status, our material possessions, it's got nothing to do with, with life or, or, or our true potential. However, I sort of funded my whole career on this. I funded my search for ultimate fulfillment or probably more accurately the resolution of my unfulfillment and my sense of unworthiness. I did it all using this principle. I wanted to cultivate the perfect fulfilled relationship with everything around me and I wanted to do that by acquiring the ideal personal image. Even when I got close to ticking off all the goals, even when I almost found that balance, the ever-changing, uncontrollable, unpredictable nature of the universe and all its inhabitants, and that includes me, just meant that nothing lasted. Because we think our life is about us and that we have some kind of moral, almost religious, metaphysical responsibility for being happy all the time, which is utterly impossible and unnatural, we add insult to injury because not only do we not manage to be happy all the time, we feel guilty for not managing to be, to be happy all the time. We think there is something wrong and inadequate with us. And all the while, all there is going on is nature doing what it does. It's just our cultural narratives that sort of get in the way of that and inform us, I would say, wrongly about what life is all about. And we make it a lot worse on ourselves. I think human potential is something that is much more than personal. Human potential is, it begins, the realization of the human potential begins with noticing something as simple as that, noticing our place in nature. 
for me, looking back, I can see the uninspired and stressful nature of that kind of experience of life and all for such small, fleeting, unsatisfying glances of joy and something else. Life is something nature is doing. And we cultivate, I think, in Western culture, especially the, the, the self-help and well-being uh, part of Western culture, we cultivate a totally absurd idea about what it is to live uh, a good life. It starts from the notion that your life is about you, which if people hear me say this now, they go like, yeah, well, of course, right? Your life is about you. My life's about me. This is a completely unnatural idea of what life is about. Life is something nature is doing. We are not born in a vacuum. We are a part of nature. We are something nature is doing. So, of course, our lives are not about us. Our lives are about whatever it is that nature is doing. And you can develop the attitude of being in the way of that, or you can develop the attitude of going along with that. So it's not about you. How powerful is that? It's so brilliant. Such a big, big message. I'm trying, though, to imagine me getting that to stick with my younger self. And looking at it that way, maybe our culture is not quite ready for the shift that all this requires to take us to a new dimension. But Bernardo feels it has to happen at some point. It's something that those that lived in earlier times than us and lived in a great deal less luxury, less security, they actually had a much greater affiliation for. The reason I think that um, to get out of the way of nature and allow nature to do whatever it is that it wants to do through you, it's so difficult to allow that to happen, to just allow the world to do through you what it wants to do through you. Why is it so difficult? Why has it become so difficult? It was second nature for our ancestors of not so long ago. Why is it so difficult? So what is it that keeps us stuck in our own way? Is it because we want ownership for what we're doing? Are we looking to lay claim over everything? Is it the assurance we're after? My new guest opened the door to a new one for me, one I've never heard before, but one that's really, really of interest. When a culture loses maps towards meaning that it has inherited from its ancestors, it will try to replace that in three or four different ways. A big one of which is closure. And that applies fractally, not only at society at large, but to us individually as well. So you will try to find closure if you cannot get the fulfillment and the meaning you ache for, you will fluidly compensate by at least explaining to yourself what's actually going on. And it is this very process of trying to account for everything that makes it impossible for us to step out of the way of nature and just allow it to flow through us. Because we are so busy trying to find closure, trying to explain to ourselves why it happened or why it may happen, that we don't step out of the way. We don't allow things to just be through us. So all of this intellectual need to be right, to control, to guarantee, to be kept in the loop, it kind of all ensures that the head and the ideas and the mind, it just holds firm, standing at the door of the heart, protecting us from ever receiving that intuition, connecting to that insight, the impulse and the inspiration, 
It blocks us from that channel of communication with something so much bigger and more amazing than anything that can come from culturally conditioned and learned values, logic that belongs to the individual. So when we get out of the way, we begin to touch life beyond narratives of life. We go beyond the ideas. We stop thinking about it. And instead, we start living it. If you can pay attention to your inner life, you will notice the impersonal in you. It's clamoring to express itself. And it has very little regard for whether you will look good, whether you get the credit. And it, it's like, it, this stuff doesn't exist. It's not part of its language. It's made up stuff. We made, we made that stuff up. Credit, regret. Yeah. You can feel the impersonal. If you just allow yourself to, to pay attention to it, if you allow yourself to be felt and allow yourself to be thought. This is an immensely big message. And I feel like it's coming from a beautiful space full of possibility. In this podcast, Bernardo takes us far and wide in all kinds of directions, challenging so many things that we've taken for granted. It just never feels like a stretch though. It just follows on, it goes where it's naturally supposed to and falls into place so effortlessly and easily. In the first hour and a bit, he lays the foundations by explaining present day's way of seeing life. He exposes some really clear flaws in that logic and reasoning and then proposes some, I think, far more aligned and complementary expansive models and ideas, generating a really different kind of energy. And for the last 40 to 45 minutes, he shares his own personal story and his connection with life. He does it in such a liberatingly open and honest fashion too. I have to make a warning here though, there is mention of suicide in this episode and there's conversation around death too. So please do though, make sure you navigate this part of the conversation in the way that feels right for you. It takes place around the 1 hour 28 mark and lasts for 5 minutes. It's really key, I think, that knowing skipping it won't affect the rest of the podcast at all. I fully appreciate how difficult and sensitive this topic can be, so please treat it and yourself with utmost compassion. But I would urge you, though, to come back to it and stay to the very end, because when you hear it in its entirety, Bernardo's story is one that holds a, a real unlocking kind of force in it, one that for me just breathes freedom and inspiration. So I hope that you really enjoy this podcast. I'm keen to know, does it feel like a big leap for you? Or is this the sort of depth that you're after? Is it resonating in some way? Does it feel we're, we're bringing a balanced perspective to this concept of human potential? I've got loads of new directions and some incredible guests in the plans, but I also, I really want to know what subjects and which people are making a difference for you in your daily lives and your quest to uncover that peace, joy, love, the worthiness, belonging or the growth that is represented by your potential. Thanks again for all your input. Thanks for your support. Thanks for sticking with the podcast. Feel free to subscribe to it. Give it a like if that's what you fancy. I cannot wait to catch up with you and get stuck into the next one. Thank you.